Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Radam Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you so kindly for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today, as usual, folks. Anyhow, how are things going, my brothers and my sisters? How are things going? How are things going today? I trust all is well. Okay, Eric Hayes, welcome aboard. Rose William. Hey, Rose, thank you for finding that uh, copy-paste error that I had on the website. I couldn't do it without my great people. Thank you so kindly. I got that fixed, and it's all running well. Uh, let's see, Eric Hayes. Uh, let's see, we got Bridge MCP, leader of the PDR Posse. Welcome aboard. And, of course, we have our one and only TJ, who has so many different names. They're one of our most and most important trolls of the day. All right, Michael Rudnan says, I am, whoop, we got to talk, we got to first talk about what is the show going to be about today. Let's go ahead and see what the show is going to be about today. Let me get that onto the screen, and then we can talk about the show today. Here it is. Cuomo's gone. Republican politicians' death wish. Systemic racism that we've been trying to play for the last three shows that we have not got, gotten to. Saki versus Dushi that we haven't gotten to. Maybe we'll get to it today. Depen it all depends on you all. If you guys keep bringing the, bringing the good stuff that you always bring, we'll keep dealing with the good stuff you guys always bring in the chat, always bring all over. So let's go ahead and get busy and start talking about some of the stuff you want to talk about. Michael Rudnan says, I'm watching from away today. Slow copy-paste incoming. Sunrise Movement is having a phone bank for the Green New Deal. For anyone who's good over the phone, this is your time to shine. Egberto, thanks in advance for reading this one out again. Vittoria Rose, I just made some calls today with them. It's super easy and only took half an hour. They are very they were lovely and walked everyone through the entire time. And he has the link, the Mobilize link. Mobilize is a tool that we all use in the activist community, so check it out. Mobilize.us. Michael Rudnan, the IPP the IPCC report is clear, nothing short of transforming society will avert catastrophe. And I tell you what, I saw, I think it was, uh, somebody sent me a text or tweet or something with a diesel car, with an electric car uh, being towed. You know, in other words, the electric car was on top of the diesel car. And they thought it was funny. Oh, look, a battery car and a diesel car is towing it. And, you know, I looked at this and I'm like, that is what's wrong with America. Non-critical thinking. That right now the diesel car is ca carrying a defective battery car. What's wrong with that? Nothing, right? I mean, uh, when the battery car is running, all things are good, right? I mean, uh, the I'm on a look. I love everybody, but sometimes some of the things that the right uses in an attempt to ridicule the left actually shows a lack of critical thinking. Now, I'm going to say something else as well. Because we are not all that pure ourselves, those of us on the left. I'm going to give you a classic example. I, all, I am from Latin America. I'm from, I'm from Central America. And I always use the term Latino. Whenever we're talking about Latin people in general, we say Latinos. The new word is Latinx. That is a 
politically correct way of saying it, right? And a good Panamanian brother I saw on MSNBC, he was saying why he prefers Latinx. Then I, another Cuban brother was on, and he said, well, I like the word Latino. Personally, I guess maybe because I'm a little bit older, I use the word Latino. But there is a sect in here that is, oh, you have to use Latinx to be gender neutral, etc., etc., etc. No, 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 no. In, in Latin America, Latinos is known in that context to mean all people of Latin American descent. But we get, you know, sometimes we can take it too far. And uh, yesterday I saw a, a, a piece on TV where I forgot the name of the um, Republican writer who voted for, for Biden was talking about some of the issues with the left. And he's right about that. He's right that we have to be careful that, you know, it, it gets too complicated. And we just have to be careful, period. Do we have it? Let's, let's repeat. IPPC report is clear. Nothing short of transforming society will avert catastrophe. You're actually correct. Do we have it, uh, us, to get off of the coal and fracking and to curb our beef consumption while planting a trillion trees and heavy investing in renewables? That's what's required. That's what it's going to take. The good thing about it is a new generation knows that and they'll do something about it. Earth is warming faster than previously thought, scientists say, and the window is closing to avoid catastrophe now than ever. We need about 30 years or so. It's, it's a breaking point. We have to do all of this in 30 years. I think we should just start doing this like hell. Anyway, there are about 1 million more job openings than people looking for work. Workers market, we should demand living wage. Oh, look, it's, it should be a workers market. Anybody working for under $15 should quit. And I'm not kidding. When I say that, people say, oh, are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. Quit. Then you'll have, they'll have to give you uh, at least $15. The thing about it is only 20% of Americans now make under the $15 amount now. But uh, we need to start demanding a living wage. And if you can't afford to pay that wage, you don't have a business. You have a hobby or a business that you should run yourself. I can't afford to pay somebody a living wage. So I work 16 hours a day. Uh, there are people who, a lot of people would volunteer. Certain things I'll accept as volunteering. But other things, it would be abuse. It's that simple. You don't, if you can't pay somebody their worth, it's a hobby. Last one from Rodney. Governor DeSantis is waging a war on school mass mandates and is threatening to withhold paychecks of school board members. We're going to talk about that. I have a piece that I did on that. It drives me crazy. You guys should drive everybody crazy, right? Absolutely so. All right, let's see what else we got. Hey, Michael, I thought you were done. The real source of America's rising rage. We are at war with ourselves, but not for the reasons you think. The problems we're seeing is a culture war is that one side no longer cares about facts or shameless lying when uh, stirring resentment. Hey, conservatives, that was leftist, uh, that, that's what would leftists do with power. We'd make sure every one of our citizens had housing, food, health care, renewable energy. Look, that is true. But let me, let me explain something. Why we have to have compassion. Um, I tell you, I think I told you guys a story before. But uh, I get new, user, new, new members every day. I decided to listen to Rush Limbaugh for one year. One year. I mean, not one year, one, one week. And I listened to Rush Limbaugh that entire week. And I can tell you something. It does a number on you. There were certain times when I went back to watch another channel. It was like, oh, that's silly. You know, I was starting to think like Rush Limbaugh spoke. 
there's a corrosive thing of the constancy of hearing misinformation where it suddenly becomes plausible. And our brothers and sisters who are regurgitating Fox News and uh, Fox News and all the other channels, there is a psychological intent on the way they are put together. Remember that. So we have to do the reverse. Michael also, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo resigns after sexual harassment allegations. Yes, I spoke. I have a piece on that as well. All right, let's see. Eric Hayes says, hi, all leadership is not representative in Chicago for sure. Leaders lead by example. Yeah. Uh, great to see your face today. Egberto Squido, welcome aboard, my brother. Rose Williams, welcome aboard. Bridge MCP says, at least Cuomo went, not like some rep exactly. Again, we always apparently follow the rules, you know. Doing well. Uh, Eric Hayes says, oh, yes, have to bring up Saki, the excuse machine, as she said, there was a delay in getting kids processed at the border. Why are you so consumed with the border? We have much more to talk about. I'm not going to finish reading that one, my brother. It's in the feed. Bridge MCP says, so a battery car can tow a battery car? Yes, a battery. Look, we have the Ford F-150. There's a test case. The F-150 was pulling a locomotive. The lowly Ford F-150 can pull a locomotive. Uh, and that is because of the way the gearing and the way you have full control with electric vehicles. Pretty neat. Bionic Chronic, welcome aboard. Uh, Eric Hayes says, here is your climate lithium battery carbon footprint is just as bad. Again, if you read bad information, you would actually believe that. You know, uh, you, you need to actually look at timing, people. Timing, 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 timing. Remember that. I just got a text from a friend who says, Cuomo's gone. That should teach Trump, Gates, Jim Jordan, and Brett Kavanaugh to man up and do the same. Cuomo may have disrespected women, but he did the honorable thing to resign. The others have no honor. Ah, I just told him, I agree, I agree. Okay, let's see. Squido says, it's already so much warmer than I remember as a kid. Exactly. Tom C. says, don't shop at CVS. CVS Health just put $5 million into an anti-Medicare for all dark money group where millions pick up their RX is using its profits to lobby against healthcare as a human right. Thank you for that information, Tom C. That is one store we can say we don't need to shop. Go to HEV or one of the others to get your drugs. Uh, Eric Hayes, lithium battery f- carbon footprint. <laughs> oh, boy. All right, Grain Junior Lou, welcome aboard. Do we really think Ruskies and Saudis want to give up oil or Rothschild? Hmm. Uh, conspiracy, eh? All right, let's see what else we got here. Eric Hayes says, Egberto, you quit. You don't get unemployment. So is this smart for you to tell people to quit and come live with you? Uh, yeah, they can come live with me. Uh, I mean, I'll, ha- I'll have to start putting tents up. But, you know, what can I say? Just kidding, just kidding. Look, I'm, I'm speaking many times figuratively. But in this case, as far as when I tell them to quit, I'm assuming that uh, they'll get a, a, a job soon thereafter. But I think calling me out and just telling them to quit may be a good thing to call me out there. Yeah, I think that may be good. Don't quit if you're not sure you're going to have something that... But anyway, uh, Grain 3 or Grain Junior Lou, just maybe Jehovah Witness are right. Politics is indeed of, is is indeed Satan. You know, that's what they think. That's what they used to tell me. Had a good friend, the person who financed my home. 
she was a uh, a um, Jehovah Witness. Squido say, I think of us are brainwashable to some, all of us are brainwashable to some extent. Yes, we are. We all are brainwashable. A lot of us are lucky to have been brainwashed by truth. You know, so that's true. Welcome aboard, Paul Fleming from the ATL. Julie Van Astel says, Buenas tardes, beautiful people. Michael Rudnan watching uh, on my smartphone is such pain. Video skipping problems with slow internet on my end. Sorry about that, brother. Jana Champagne. I love that name. Jana Champagne. You know? Funny how everyone seems so focused on his politicians. As usual, sexual allegations completely negating his crimes against humanity. How many thousands did he kill deliberately exposing elderly clear home residents to actively symptomatic COVID patients again? No logic. Jana, uh, you may want to uh, explain that a little bit more. I think during that time in those homes... The idea was where to put people. The idea was, uh, I mean, we, it was just a new novel disease. I don't, I don't think he did any. Well, you may have some more information than I do. I await that information. Eric Hayes, Egberto, uh, if it doesn't meet your agenda, you won't show it, but whatever. Uh, that's not true. I show a lot of things that don't meet my agenda. You know that. Uh, let's see what else we got. Paul Fleming says that, uh, for electric car can be recycled. Thank you very much for reminding that. Cuomo left pointing fingers. He has no honor as the women, and he did it because embarrassment to the Democratic Party. Fact of the matter, he did it. Trump didn't care whether he embarrassed the Republican Party. Oh, but he didn't embarrass the Republican Party. Isn't that the modus operandi of the Republican Party? Not my Republican brothers and sisters, but the party? Oh, yeah. British MCP says Cuomo is an embarrassment to men. Now we will have a woman governor for a bit. I love it. Actually, I want to see more women taking over exec the executive positions. I think they'll be better at it. All right. Como is a relic of the past who would adapt. The new generation needs to step up. I agree. Paul Fleming says that. And Paul Fleming also, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, I know. I, that's why I put not in there, if I recall. All right. Michael Rudnan, if not for fact checkers, I would be a conspiracy Nutter, I hear you. Roberto Lewis says, Saludos, politics and right. We must keep on pushing forward. Be a little flexible for changes. Absolutely so. Sorry I haven't been around, says Paul Fleming. I've been taking care of my mother, wife, and adult child. They all had surgery one each week after another. Boy, man, you've been working. You have been working. You have been working. Okay, I'm done with the messages. Let's go for the first video. My first video I'm going to, oh, I better do Saki because I don't have the other one ready to run yet. So let's go. You know, we should all be getting tired of what I call the Saki Ducey Chronicles, where Ducey uses these press conferences to push right-wing talking points, and she constantly have to slap them down. Today, as usual, she did a great job of slapping them down, but I mean, uh, I wonder if it's time for us to stop calling on him because he put into the mind well let's go ahead and listen to the uh the press conference between him and her and then we'll take it on the other side first on the jobs report if the economy is so great and you guys are celebrating jobs being created at wouldn't a you say over nine hundred thousand jobs created is pretty good so this is my question mm -hmm. why then is the president still pushing for big relief packages pandemic era relief packages like the eviction moratorium 
Well, first I would say uh, one of the biggest pieces of legislation he's pushing for, as we know, is the infrastructure package uh, and also the Build Back Better agenda. A lot of Most of the components in those packages are long-term investments. They're, out, uh, they're overdue. They're meant to modernize our infrastructure, put people to back to work over the long term, and make us more competitive over the long term. It is still a reality, even with a good jobs number this month, and even with 4 million jobs created over six months, that there are still people out of work. There are still people who don't have enough money to make ends meet. That's one of the reasons why we uh, designed the American Rescue Plan to have a long-term spread-out impact, whether it's the child tax credit or uh, benefits that are going to schools that are spread out over the course of a year, because we are still in a recovery. Back to school question. Florida's Governor DeSantis says that he may start withholding funds from school districts that don't let parents opt out of policies that require masks in the classroom. Does the president think that parents should have that kind of power? Well, I, I think I've spoken to this a few times, but I will say, as a parent myself of two young children, uh, that I want public health officials to make decisions about how to keep my kids safe, not politicians. And not only is Governor DeSantis not abiding by public health decisions, he's fundraising off of this. So my view is that, and our view as an administration, is that uh, teacher parents in Florida, uh, parents across the country, should have the ability and the knowledge that their kids are going to school and they're in safe environments. That shouldn't be too much to ask. He says that his concern is about harmful emotional, academic, and psychological effects of putting kindergartners in masks for hours at a time. Is there any concern from officials that you guys talked to in your early pre-decisional uh, discussions about that? No, there's not. And I will tell you from personal experience, my rising kindergartner told me two days ago she could wear a mask all day, and she's just happy to go to camp and go to school. And the objective from all of our public health officials have, has been clearly, and our Secretary of Education, kids need to be in school. We know there's a mental Im health impact of them not being in school, and we should take the mitigation measures needed in order for them to be in school and in the classroom, including masking and including allowing that to be part of a reality in these schools to keep the community safe. No, I, I think Jen Psaki was great. But I think at this point, just like Ducey is attempting to be political, she needed to put a little political jive in there, a political jab in there. And what should she have said? She should have said, do you realize that, uh, that Governor DeSantis is raising money by risking the lives of Floridians? Have you realized that he is raising money by putting your kids at risk? That is what she should be saying. Now, when he comes and he talks about the economy and he tries to downplay how great the job numbers were, she did come back and say, wait a minute, aren't you saying that's good? But he was ready for that comeback at last. But I mean, of course, it wasn't a good one because he then said, well, do you still want the infrastructure projects? And then she said, of course, because this stuff... The economy has not been good for all. But again, we are giving him, in as much as she whack-a-moles him down every single time, we are giving him a platform for those who may be still a bit trastornados in the mind, limited in the mind, that somehow there's plausibility to what Governor DeSantis is doing by putting his people at risk and by being completely irresponsible and causing the deaths of many Floridians, by allowing him to speak, it gives a little bit of traction to those. And likewise, it gives a little bit of traction to those who 
may question masking, etc. So maybe it is time for us to put a little bit of limits to the questions that we allow him to ask. Exactly right. Hey, uh, Rose Williams, I just want to let you know that uh, it was written not by me, but by Tom Hartman. Normally, when I, when I, uh, Tom Hartman has given me the, the rights to post his rants uh, every weekday. And it's interesting because, uh, you know, I have to change the author box every time. And for that particular article, when you, when you attributed it to me, I said, well, let me go check to make sure I change the author box correctly. I didn't have his name on, as the author box. It's corrected now to show that that article is not mine. It was written by the one and only Tom Hartman, who is a hell of a writer, a hell of a radio host, a hell of everything progressive. He's who's what I call the progressive uh, leader online and on internet radio, etc., etc., and public radio. So, anyhow, just wanted to clarify that. Daniel Lado, hey Daniel, hey folks, we only had two people that came to ask Egberto anything. Uh, on Saturday at, at uh, 1 Central Time. Daniel Ledo and Tom came. I enjoyed having both of them there. Daniel was Daniel and, and Tom was Tom. But, you know, it showed that we, I think I, ha- I had a good time. I enjoyed, in fact, I genuinely enjoyed enjoy talking to Daniel. Daniel maybe think I don't understand what he's saying. I really do. And I still think, Daniel, that uh, there's much more in common, brother. Anyhow, Daniel says, tell us all how children are being used as weapons and how the HISD board are murderers. Let me explain. Your, uh, I think what you, uh, let me tell you why, what Daniel is referring to. This morning, I'm, I'm going to find the post and put it on the screen for you because I, I, I stand completely, completely by what I wrote. That is how serious this is. Folks, look at what I wrote on the screen, and I explained myself right away. I wrote, humble ISD board. Well, I, I, the, the next part, I tell you what, let me go ahead. That's a piece that I played. Let me go ahead and play the piece, and then I'll come back and talk about it, because I think people need to understand how serious this is and why we must have this position, in my humble opinion. Check it out. Morality dictates that if... A governor, if a school board presents you with an edict that will cause the lives of human beings, the lives of your children, the lives of your teachers, the lives of people, that you do what's in your power to disregard it and let it be, let things lie wherever they are. Why am I saying this? On the local level, we have the humble independent school district. And I called to find out what are you doing to mitigate the risk of the spread of COVID in these schools, especially with the newer uh, Delta variant. And I was told by a friend on the board, here is what we're planning to do. And within that plan, they specifically state, we, are, we respect the rights of parents not to have their kids wear masks. I wrote back and I said similarly, Humble ISD board members' failure to require masks on kids is tantamount to having random kids enter the school with loaded machine guns while firing at their peers. The wounds are bloodless but kill or maim permanently nonetheless. 
Our HISD board members will likely join our Republican politicians in Austin who murdered many Texans by denying them the insurance we Texans have already paid for, also known as the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act, as they are willing to sacrifice the lives of our kids for an ideologically imposed death wish. We have a governor in Texas who is prohibiting Executive order, you cannot demand that folks wear masks. Brave leaders, respectable leaders, moral leaders in Houston, in Dallas, and in Tennessee are bucking their governor's edicts. Uh, They decided they won't kill their students like those boards who are following their governors. In Texas, the ICUs are 90% filled 25% or more with COVID people, people with COVID. The governor is seeking and trying to import nurses to come in and solve our problems. They're trying to open centers uh, to give that immunological relief for COVID. On the, the, the tenet that Republicans preach is fiscal responsibility. It would have been fiscally responsible to have people wear masks, which would keep the uh, rooms available, the ICUs available, which would negate the necessity to bring uh, nurses in-house because we don't have enough to cover the surge that we have of sick people. We would have encouraged vaccinations because if we encourage vaccinations, less people get sick, less has to be spent on people's well-being, people don't miss work, more money comes into the coffers of the state. It is a sham what's not only occurring in Texas, a state governed by irresponsible Republican leadership, but it's the same occurring in Florida with Ron DeSantis, who is doing the same prohibition. It's as if the Texas governor and the Florida governor are saying, which one of us can be more punitive towards this? the people who try to solve the problem with this virus? Now, we have elected Republican politicians, not by much, but we have, and they are effecting the deaths of many of our citizens. Many of our citizens don't realize that The information that they're getting as far as these are concerned is false. And they they continue to fall prey to these Republican politicians that for reasons many unknown seem to have a death wish mostly on those who elected them. This has got to change. Because they are running around with viral machine guns. And some of those stray bullets are, the, are going to get into those who are doing the responsible thing. Folks, wake up. Yeah, we need to wake up. And, and you know, here's what our policy is locally. And I imagine it is mimicked several places. Here's what they say. Uh... When I send a note to my, my, my friend on the board, they said, well, you know, they sent me a list of policies. Some of them were good. 
But this is what drove me crazy. Humble ISD will welcome uh, usage of masks and personal protective equipment by anyone who chooses to wear them. Masks are optional. The district respects parents' choices for their children. Masks and hand sanitizers will be available on campus. Humble ISD will share information about free COVID testing and vaccinations. Testing and vaccination is a personal choice, always voluntary and never required and cannot occur without parent consent. In effect, those two things says we are given irresponsible parents the right to kill the kids of responsible parents. Now, the responsible parents are going to put masks on their kids and not all of them are going to get the breakthroughs from, you know, they, some, most of, some of them will not wear the mask as effective as they should and they'll get infected. So we are turning little kids from irresponsible parents into machine guns that are shooting pellets of viruses to kill our kids. So Mr. Ledo, Brother Ledo, when I says, uh, when I say that using kids as weapons, our board, our governor has allowed irresponsible parents, irresponsible people. I love you all, but still you're responsible. Irresponsible people to turn your kids into lethal weapons. Just like our state has turned the Affordable Care Act, the lack of appointing it, to a lethal weapon that has murdered a lot of Texans. And if, uh, if in 2022, we don't go into the rural areas, I want us to go, I want liberals to go into the rural areas and, and stand up at all those rural hospitals that have closed because we didn't approve the, the, Medicaid, uh, the, the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act. I want, I'm talking to my brothers, my liberal brothers, don't talk about my rural brothers and sisters who are right-wing. Show them what their people have done to them. Let's go there and march in front of the hospitals that are closed. There are a lot of them in, in rural areas now because they didn't have the Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act. Let's be proactive. We already know we have the cities. We should have the rural areas because the policies we support, support them. John Smith, welcome aboard. We spend a couple of hundred billion dollars at the federal level infrastructure each year. Why do we need trillions for wasteful spending? Um, let me talk to you about wasteful spending. First of all, the wasteful spending is the amount of money that we allow the plutocracy to get through tax rebates and uh, to collect taxes and all. We should have a very much lower tax rate for the regular person, and there's a lot more to build. Have, have you ever driven in, in, in Texas, in Houston? Our infrastructure sucks. And the reason why is we don't spend enough money for building new and, and, and saving what's old. So, John Smith, if you want to go over some numbers, we can do that as well. Uh, let's see what else. We, uh, let's see. Uh, Politics and Right, Beto, it lists you as the author. I changed it, uh, Rose. Uh, go ahead and look at it again. Because if you hadn't told me that, I would not have known. So, I went ahead after I, after you just put that in there. So, check. Take, go ahead and refresh the page. You'll see that it says Tom Hartman. 
uh, I, 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 that, that was just a, a, a mistake, not, me not ch- checking the right box. Uh, let's see. Plagiarism I don't believe in. Uh, although I tell people they can feel free to use my stuff at my website. Just give a, a link back. All right. Well, you put it there for us. So kudos, Egberto. Gracias, corazón. Uh, let's see what Michael Rudnan says. To many parents reading this, if your kids are attending an unsafe environment of schools or elsewhere, pull your kids out. Uh, let's see. Paul Fleming, don't limit questions. Just keep embarrassing him. Uh, Rose Williams, easy to happen. Yeah, it happens. Tom C., anti-mass, anti-vaxxers are just a preview of what will happen when EVs replace ICE cars. I'll give up my gas can when you pry it from my cold, dead hands. Global warming is now global burning. True. Eric Hayes says, Egberto, can it get, can, I said that the government could regulate the only N95 mask can be sold so that we can make sure that, that COVID is not spread. Is there anything to the government regulation of masks since not all are effective? That's true. That's why you need, reg- you know, you just made the on Republican position of seeing the reason we have regulatory agencies because we want to make sure that a mask that says N95 is really N95. Now we went and bought a whole 50, a box of 50 N95s and we found out they weren't real M95s. We sent them back and we ordered another one that was actually legally done M95. So we buy a lot of N95s here. That is all I wear when I'm going on the outside N95, uh, the new N95 masks that, that are not as, you know, not the perp, not the, the, the kind of aqua one that you normally see out there. So I use a lot of N95s. All right, let's see. Paul Fleming and Eric Hayes, since it's your money, that's not to me. Rose Williams said, no way I would send my kids to school if they were still small and not protected. When you wear a mask, you are protecting others. Wearing a mask doesn't always protect you from others. Spray on your hands, etc. True, true, true. Eric Hayes, yes, Egberto, that won't be effective. And pointing fingers is not the right thing. Uh, maybe get an FDA approved. Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I, well, I'm not, it's not about pointing fingers. It's just about telling the truth. And right now, the unvaccinated are the ones, the unvaccinated and the ones send, not wanting to wear masks, they're the ones that are clearing present danger. They're the ones that are going to cause this virus to mutate. If a, if a virus can replicate, it can mutate. That's just the truth. And it's not about saying you're bad. It's about saying, please do the responsible thing. All right, let's see. E2247, welcome aboard. Running dry now, Bitterfoot River, Northwood flowing 84 miles through Bitterroot Valley from confluence of its west and east Forks County, Montana. To fo- it's running dry? No water in it? Wow. And it's almost like what's happening to the Colorado, right? Lack of masks in close quarters or, or an unsafe environment. Yeah, I go with a mask everywhere now. The other day I forgot to put one on and I suddenly felt naked. Listen, my insurance company sent me two masks at the beginning of the pandemic. They knew the importance and knows that it keeps me safe. It will save them money. If an insurance company sends you a mask, you know it's real because they don't exactly. Julie Van Assel, I just ordered a 50-count pack of CDC-approved medical-grade uh, foldable mask. Good for you, girl. I feel much better about traveling now. You go, girl. I, when I went to visit my daughter in D.C., I had on an N95 and I had on the, um, the, the, the visor, you know, the big visor uh, to protect the eyes, all that good stuff. All right, let's see what else we got here. Paul Williams, free will is free as long as it doesn't harm the next citizen. That's a, that's a message, Fleming. That is exactly right. We can, you can do whatever you want, but if what you do affects me, suddenly you are messing with my liberty to live. 
Uh, Courtney, SLP, uh, I'm updating my mass as well. We'll look for the CDC approval. Yeah, it's important. It's important. Um, my wife makes sure that they're approved all the time. Uh, let's see what we got here. Financial industry and Biden admin must take transformational climate finance action before 11-1-21, the start of the OBA Glasgow climate talks. Thank you for that info, my brother. Uh, let's see what else we got here before I go to the next one. Just look back at the mandate of Americans to make the polio shot. We, who we elect matters. Exactly. And you know, all these people that are complaining about, oh, they don't want to be required to take this shot. You have to take all these shots to have your kids in school right now. You have to take the mom's rubella. You got to take the, there are many shots you have to take to go to school. You have to have a driver's license to drive a car. It's so, it is so politically inconsistent. And, and it, the problem now is that it's lethal. Carl Cox, my brother, how you doing? Most 98% of Republican politicians claim to believe in life. They believe in death instead. I mean, if, if, if you don't want to wear a mask, that's a good conclusion, right? Nanette Bird-Smith, you should see the water I have in my backyard, and it's not even a thunderstorm. I hear you, girl. It's amazing how we have a lot of water on the east and no water on the west. Dixie Fire of today, active 27 days, 21% contained, 762 square miles burnt. Sad. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Okay. Let's go ahead and do, you know, when we talk about what COVID has done as far as the, uh, the black community is concerned and others, I almost cried seeing this. I knew it was bad. I've been wanting to show this for quite a while. I knew it was bad. I did not know it was this bad. Check this out. There are certain things that we simply cannot escape. And when we start talking about all these theories, critical race theories, and people want to forget about these issues, there is something that always come to pass, and that is reality. I want you guys to take a look at this because I knew it was bad. But I didn't know it was, or didn't realize it was this bad. So we've been watching Republican politicians and legislatures and conservative media whip up this frenzy about critical race theory. And amidst that frenzy, it's easy to lose sight of what exactly critical race theory is, what it's about, and partly because it's, it's complicated. The way that I think about it is really this is a debate about how central we think race and particularly anti-black racism, is to America. How central it is to American life throughout our history and into today. That is fundamentally the debate we are, as a society, having. And so I thought it'd be a good idea to show you some data I think is useful to think about in that context. When you ask yourself, is race a, a side story in America or an essential one in this country? Now, this comes from a pre-publication study in the Health Affairs Journal, and it looks at the increase in mortality rates across different groups of folks during the pandemic. Now, of course, we already know COVID disproportionately affected people of color. Black people have died at 1.4 times the rate of white people, according to the data compiled by the COVID Tracking Project. Indigenous and Hispanic people have died at higher rates than white people. This new data breaks it down even further. This graph shows the increase in deaths, all causes, so-called all-cause mortality, from the second quarter of 2019 to the second quarter of 2020. Now, that's about three months into the pandemic, right? So this first grouping of bars on your left side of the screen shows the increase in deaths per 100,000 people among uninsured people. Those are people that don't have health insurance, who you'd think would have a pretty high rate. 
Now, you've got uninsured Hispanic people. That's the yellow bar. Uh, Non-Hispanic others. It's Asian, Pacific Islander, indigenous folks. That's in red. And then non-Hispanic white people in blue. That's Hispanic, um, Asian and indigenous, and white folks in blue. Now, we've added in the last group here, and that's black Americans, represented by the teal bar. Deaths among uninsured black folks went up nearly three times more than uninsured white folks. Okay, let's look at insured people. See that? See that teal bar again? Similar. Deaths among insured black Americans increased five times more than among insured white Americans. In fact, you were better off being an uninsured white person than being a black person with health insurance. Well, what about income? Maybe this is just an income proxy effect. How about when you break it down by income? This data is from families whose income is below the federal poverty level. These are people $26,200 for a family of four last year. Again, you see that teal bar? Way, way above the others. Deaths increased six times more among poor black families than poor white families. When you look at families making up to four times the federal poverty level, Okay, that's middle class families. Guess what? Basically the same story. Deaths were up five times more among black folks than white folks. Even with people in the middle class, families making over $100,000, more than four times the federal poverty level, there was a five times greater increase in deaths among black people than white people. In fact, once again, you are better off being a very poor white person than a middle class black person in terms of your risk of death during the pandemic. Another way of breaking it down is by whether or not you can work from home, right? That's been a particularly important factor, of course, during the pandemic. In the aggregate, there was a bigger increase in deaths among people who had to go to work in person versus people who could work from home. But look what happened to mortality, even among black folks who could work from home, an eight times greater increase than among white folks who could work from home. And for people who had to go into their places of work, deaths among black folks increased about three times more than white people. Once again, you were better off being a white person who had to go to an in-person job every day throughout the first few months of the pandemic than being a black person who had the option to work from home. Across all of these different subcategories, one thing remains constant. All of those really tall tier bar, teal bars towering over a bunch of small bars, those are black Americans dying at higher rates no matter how you slice the data. What you are looking there on your screen when you look at these graphs is the ubiquity of race, particularly structural racism against black people that has existed in this country since before its founding. That has produced the conditions where we have a population in this country that is more vulnerable to a respiratory virus, a virus that of course has no idea what race anyone is because of all that population has been subjected through through the years through segregation, dispossession, leading to black people living in areas where poor air quality and having much higher rates of comorbidities, all the accrued legacy of structural racism. This is the result. This is what it looks like when people make the argument that race, that anti-black racism in particular, is the central story in this country. These graphs show what that means in a tangible sense for arguably the most important thing we have for all of us, which is how long we get to stay on this planet. These numbers are not even within statistical uh, within statistical errors, these are orders of magnitude greater. For, for us to deny this reality is what gets quite a few people upset when we have those that want to make it seem like, oh, you're just complaining. Oh, things are just the same. Oh, it just, that's just, uh, that is not how things are. That's just an exception. That's just anecdotal. It's not. And until we really start being honest about things, 
these kinds of things will continue. They will continue. Luckily, we have a young group of people of all hues. Absolutely. So when I saw that, it was so hard to, I mean, I knew it, right? We knew the disparities. But when you look and you say, oh, if you go to the poor white person in Appalachia and the middle class or upper middle class black person in anywhere, to think that even that person, the results are worse, <laughs> tells you that it goes beyond, you know, a lot of people like to say it's mostly economic. No, no, no. It's systemic. And when people try to hide that, that's why quite a few people get upset. Anyway, thank you, uh, Bridge MCP, for reminding me. Folks, please, if you are on YouTube, I ask thee so kindly to please click that Join button and please become a member of our PDR Posse. Support the program uh, best you can. And likewise, if you, uh, we have a lot of other methods of support. You can simply go to politicsdoneright.com slash support. politicsdoneright.com slash support. And that gives you many different options under which you can support the, the show. You can also go ahead and get our books, which is at politicsdoneright.com slash books politicsdoneright.com slash books. Uh, if you want to get our cup, the one designed by Bridge MCP, that's shown on the screen right now, please go ahead and get it at this address right here on the screen. Many ways to support us. Many ways to support us. Many ways to ensure that we get information and data out there that isn't necessarily on the mainstream or even that if they put it on the mainstream, we give it a little bit more sting for what it really is all about. You can get, again, you can click that join button on, under YouTube to become a part of our PDR Posse. You can also shop at YouTube. If you notice, we have all our t-shirts and cups and all of that on that, on what, on our rack on YouTube that you can support the show that way. Many different ways to support us, but we need them all. We need your support more than anything else. You know, people talk about why, why don't things change? We're doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. The mainstream media, it's not all bad. But they can't go into making some of the assessments that we make because it would mean slapping the hand that feeds you. Guess which hand feeds politics done right? Yours. We are indebted to you. We're indebted to tell you the truth. That's, that's it. And that's why we do what we do. That's why we do what we do. So I thank you so kindly for all of you that are currently members. We need a lot more. We need 1,000 members on uh, YouTube. We currently have about 300-something. We need 1,000 members on, uh, on YouTube Live. I think we're currently I mean, on uh, Patreon. I think we're currently at 130-something on Patreon. Uh, your assistance would be helpful to make sure that we can continue doing this more effectively. And if we could get the right amount of people, I could actually get some help. 16 hours a day still kills me. But let me show you Cuomo and how he sounded as he left 
today. I think I have it here. Let's see. New York governor. There, there it is. I love New York. And I love you. And everything I have ever done has been motivated by that love. And I would never want to be unhelpful in any way. And I think that given the circumstances, the best way I can help now is if I step aside and let government get back to governing. And therefore, that's what I'll do. Because I work for you. And doing the right thing is doing the right thing for you. Because as we say, it's not about me. It's about we. Kathy Hochul, my lieutenant governor, is smart and competent. This transition must be seamless. We have a lot going on. I'm very worried about the Delta variant, and so should you be. But she can come up to speed quickly, and my resignation will be effective in 14 days. That's how we did it. Welcome aboard, uh, Courtney, the SLP. Welcome aboard, Linda Joe Kessinger. Welcome aboard. I think I saw Alicia in here. Alicia, welcome aboard. TJ or Alicia, whichever one. Lee Grant, I guess we could say the Cuomo fell on his sword. Yeah, he did. Yes, he did. Uh, is, you, think, uh, you think Brother Trump is ever going to fall on his? I doubt it. As one of my, my texters just told me, or a guy who just sent me a text, yeah, what happened to Trump? He didn't fall on his sword for having in his case, raped women. None of these women have accused this guy of rape. None of them, right? Anyhow, folks, uh, let's see what else we got here. Let's see what other things, because I, I don't have, let's see, do I need another video? No, no, I, I don't think I have any more videos. So let's go ahead. I can't believe he resigned, says Courtney SLP. I'm a little bit surprised. I knew he was going to resign, but I thought it was going to be when he really see them impeached him. Eric says, Cuomo, he did not leave without pointing fingers, and they threatened him probably to get this and probably to get off without prosecution. Another criminal gets away because of privilege. You know, um, what's so sad, Eric? They all get away because of privilege, whether on the left or the right. It's the same thing over and over again. In that, we got to agree, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. I saw another message that I wanted to pick up on there, but I can't find it right now. Uh, Only the Democrats succumb to the pressure. That is what's so sad. Remember Al Franken. I don't think... Al Franken, uh, you know, and, and this isn't being chauvinist or anything, but I don't think, I think Al Franken was in the game with all of the things that he did. Was it sexist? Yes. Uh, was it fatal? I mean, uh, I don't, there's a lot of fatal things then. If, if that was fatal, there's a lot of other things that should have happened, right? There's a lot of other things that should have happened. All right, before I leave, anybody else have some questions? Since you all didn't, since many of you didn't come to ask Egberto anything, the first three questions that come here, make it be a question that comes here, anything you want to ask me right here, this is what should have been asked Egberto uh, on Saturday. Only two of you showed. 15 or more of you signed up. Only two showed. Please go and sign up for for it. Let me go ahead and find that link for you so that, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to put it in here so that you can go sign up for Ask Egberto Anything. It's going to be the first Saturday in um, the first Saturday in September. It's always the first Saturday. What is your favorite color? 
Alicia, that is easy. It's blue. Uh, Bridge MCP wants to know how old I am. 60. Anybody else have any other questions? I'm a, I'm a, but let me tell you. I do my exercises. I eat well. I work 16 hours a day. What else you need to know? Uh, Lawrence Sims. Donald doesn't have to fall on his... <laughs> Rose William, is it online? Yeah, I'm, I'm, on a, I'm, I'm looking for the link right now because what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the link out there so that you guys can sign up for the next Ask Egberto Anything. Because, look, I, I want... we Bridge MCP was on that one where we had about 15 or so people, I think. And I think we had a lot of fun. It was, it was real fun to listen to everybody, to, you know... Here is a substack, I think. Uh, let's see if I can find the link for you. I want to find the link because I want more of you to show up. Let's see. Register. There it is. Copy link. Here is the link to register. There is a link to register. Okay. Hey, Egberto, do you watch Star Trek? I used to be a Trekkie. I, and every one of the major movies that they did for Star Trek, the first five or three or five, I don't remember how many, I've been to all of them. I love it. If you could travel in time, where and when? If I could travel in time, I would go back to the days of slavery and say, are you guys crazy? Okay, given the past year, I'm sure up for some fun. Me too. What else is there? Let's see. Did I miss any questions? 60, youngin. Oh, I'm not young. I'm an old fart. I just try to act young because I like... You know, most of the activists that I hang with are usually uh, um, millennials, so they keep me young. They keep me young. Oh, Alicia says her color is blue, too. Alicia, we are kinfolk. Uh, what else? Any other questions? I got three minutes to answer questions. Hey, Egberto, you watch Star Trek? Yes, I do. Giving the past years up for fun. Any other questions? Egberto Willis, I'm also 16. Nanette, who's that? Let's see. Julie Van Astel, you've aged much better than me. Hey, come on now. We, we just, you know, we, uh, 60 is a new 30. Rose Williams said, I'm young. Hey, Rose, thanks, girl. Yay, Egberto's a tricky. Of course, Linda Joe Kissinger. Any more questions before I go? Squido says, LLAP. Okay, come on, come on. I got two minutes. I've got two minutes, folks. Give me some questions for two minutes. Don't let us shut down early. Love you guys too much. Any color blue that the sky turns. Egberto, what instrument did you play in your band? Many. I played the electric guitar with the Dynamites. I played the bass guitar at the stage band at Blinn College. I played keyboards and, and uh, piano at my church. Yeah, I used to be a church guy. So I, I was the director of the choir, so I played the piano at the church. And... And by the way, there's somebody in here that I played with. Roberto Lewis was the drummer of Los Dinamitas, the Dynamites. And we played salsa, soul, reggae, and rock. All of them. Bridge says her favorite color is black. Uh, who? Cisneros or Cuellar, your preference? Cisneros, of course. Uh, Cuellar, uh, Cuellar is sort of a... I consider Cuellar a Republican light. Musical genius, wow. And let me tell you the biggest story, Alicia. I read music very poorly. I play mostly by ear. Let's see. Uh, para ver, para ver, para ver. Uh, Courtney, what was your inspiration to get involved in politics? Um, 
I've always when I was at UT, I used to fight for the liberation of South Africa to get rid of you know. So I wore my boots and beret and all that. I was in the South African Liberation Action Committee, and you know after that, when I started working back for um, when I started working for NASA and and P, and PWL and um, NL and Dresser and all these other corporations, I had to lay low. So I went ahead and I used to blog in absentia with a false name, right? And then when my daughter left for college, because I didn't want her embarrassed by her dad in this red conservative area, so I had to hide who I was. Now, when she got out of school, I went crazy. So I went and did this. But I always had in my mind to do this. Now, I must tell you that I learned a lot. As I went full-time activist, I learned a lot. In fact, I learned a lot of the ills that I had myself. So when I talk to you guys and I tell you we need to learn from each other, we all learn new experiences. Hey, I like the PDR Posse band, and that's what it's all about. Um, if you, if you want to hear some gossip about me, talk to Roberto Lewis. He'll say, this guy has changed a lot. He has changed a lot. He's a different person. That's what Roberto would tell you. Because we grew up from, the, from we were this young together till we played music together and all of that. Okay, let's see what else. Any other questions that I missed? What did I miss? What did I miss? What did I miss? Any more? All right, I'm, I got one minute to shut down, guys. Last question. Who's going to give me the last question? Last question. Anyway, folks, go sign up to become, uh, go sign up for Ask Egberto Anything and show up Saturday at 11 a.m. Central. Egberto has the great radio voice. Oh, Eric Hayes, my brother, my conservative brother. You really think that? Thank you so kindly. Uh, let's see. Michael, I thought yesterday you told us you were off doing other stuff today and tomorrow. I'm glad you logged in anyway. We love Michael. Michael keeps us alive. Lawrence Sims said, funny, you mentioned South Africa and how their president is doing. Tim and, and Dinal walking free. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Egberto. Thank you, SLP. Bridge, how is your daughter? My daughter is doing fine. My daughter go, goes through, you know, go, you know, she had her stroke. She's still recovering. But my daughter, I love her to death. She is a trooper. She is strong. She continues her. She, she's hoping to finish her med school in December. And it looks like she's on track so far for that. I love the girl. She works hard. Definitely outstanding. Well, thank you, guys. I got to get out of here now. It's 4.01. Thank you so kindly for having been here. Why don't you run for Congress? No way. That is for the youngsters, man. We need young blood in Congress. Woohoo! My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right, and you know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.